1: Would you be the jerk for flat out refusing to consider possibly paying your oldest daughter to babysit their younger siblings? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for prioritizing my parrot over my stepdaughter's wedding? So I'm the owner of a wonderful rescued macaw, she's a wonderful bird but has a lot of issues due to an abusive former home. I've had her for three years and since then haven't taken any vacations or trips away as it would be too disruptive for her. She distrusts everyone and is very reliant on her routine. I love her deeply and I'm happy to make sacrifices for her. They're permanent toddlers and very intelligent birds. I met my husband by the time his kids were older. My stepdaughter was 16 at the time. We married when she moved away for college. Nevertheless, I thought we'd manage to have a decent relationship. Until now. My stepdaughter's getting married in March and naturally there's a lot of preparation involved. They're wanting a huge traditional wedding, and she's stressed out of her mind. They live out of state, and she invited me recently to come visit her for a week to help make wedding plans and spend time with their two-year-old. I declined, and she insisted to know why, acting very hurt, and I explained the parrot. Well, it all went downhill from there. She caused a massive fuss with her dad, saying she never got a mother figure and I never accepted her as my full-blood daughter and this is the ultimate snub for a silly animal, that I'm cold and emotionless. I feel really hurt and I can tell he agrees with her even though he's refusing to take sides, but I don't see why I should be expected to take holiday time off work to babysit and bond all of a sudden, and I don't see how I'm a monster for this. Am I the jerk here? I'm definitely no expert as far as taking care of birds and how important it is to keep that bond and always be available for them, but it almost sounds like OP can't do anything because of this bird. What do you guys think? Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting to leave my money to charity and not my daughter? I, 58-year-old female, have stage four cancer, about a year left. I'm going to be leaving behind about $2 million, and I've decided to take one last vacation and give the rest to charity. My husband, Bill, 66-year-old male, is in good health, but he'll be set financially, and we've decided together that he doesn't need the money. I do have a daughter, Amity, 29-year-old female, and a son, Caleb, 24-year-old male. She has three kids, 14 and one-year-old twins, and Bill thinks I should leave her half of the money. He says she could use it and that it would still amount to a million for charity. However, I don't really want to give the money to my daughter. She had her son at 15, and because she was in high school, Bill and I ended up raising him until he was 7. We also paid for Amity's college. My reasoning is that we've already given her childcare for 7 years and college, so she already received the payout from us, even though I was alive and well at the time. Though it seems Bill already told Amity that we'd help her out and she was getting half of the inheritance. So I had to correct her and tell her I'm not giving her or her brother any money. This has been blowing up the family. Amity was furious because she says she's in a bad financial place and she can't believe I'm not helping her out even though I could. Bill understands where I'm coming from but says Amity is living in a trailer and I could at least help her out. I already did help her. But am I the jerk if I don't include her in the will? At the end of the day, it's your money to do with as you want. I think it's a bit weird to try to punish your kid for having a kid so early. I just know if I was in Amity situation, I think I would always be resentful of the fact that you had a wealth of money to help set your kids up for their futures without you, and because they didn't make the best personal choices in their lives, they don't get anything. Does OP really care that much about their kids if they're doing this? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not making extra pancakes for my niece? I woke up at 5am craving pancakes while on vacation with my in-laws, so I decided to quickly make myself and my son some since we were the only ones awake besides my husband who doesn't eat pancakes. My sister-in-law's daughter came downstairs just as my son was finishing up and started crying because there were no more pancakes for her. I did try to comfort her but I have really bad morning sickness after I eat and I was starting to feel sick so I had to take her to her parents who were still sleeping. Long story short, my sister-in-law was upset I only made pancakes for myself and my son when there were others in the house who also needed to eat breakfast. She said I was selfish and I should have known my niece would have wanted some too so I could have made extra just in case. Am I the jerk? I just gotta say, was OP really in the wrong at all here? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my boyfriend he's a gold digger by his own standards? I have a boyfriend, Aiden. For some reason, he really dislikes his best friends, Daniel's girlfriend, Lila. I don't exactly get the reason for his dislike. My guess is that Aiden and Daniel were kind of outcasts in high school, and Aiden adapted this us-against-the-world view with his only friend. Lila, on the other hand, is a very lively, outgoing, bubbly girl with tons of friends. Aiden's newest reason to dislike Lila is that Daniel plans to take her to an all-expenses-paid trip abroad. He was ranting to me about Lila being a gold digger and using Daniel for his money. I try to tell him that Daniel taking his girlfriend on a vacation doesn't make said girlfriend a gold digger, but Aiden couldn't be reasoned with. It bothered me so much especially since my family took Aiden to countless vacations free of charge back when we were still in university. I mean, 15 plus vacations, mostly to different countries. I pointed out to Aiden that he came to plenty of vacations with me and my family, but he said that was different, because he only came for me, so that I'd have more fun with him there with me and we build shared memories. I asked him why what Daniel and Lila are doing is any different. Daniel can afford to take Lila with him, you will have more fun with her there and they'll make wonderful shared memories. If that makes Lila a gold digger, he must be a gold digger too by his own standards. Aiden got mad at me and said that he's extremely disappointed and hurt that I look at him like that. He got really offended and now seems to think that I actually accused him of being a gold digger instead of just trying to show him the error in his reasoning. Was I wrong for trying to draw a parallel between him and Lila? I don't want to make him feel bad for coming with us on those vacations. I loved having him there. Do I owe him an apology? Am I the jerk? I just think Aiden has his own weird bias going on here. This next story is, am I the jerk for publicly sharing my pregnancy and saying I don't care about my sister's miscarriage? I, 27-year-old female, am pregnant with my first child. As expected, I'm very happy in sharing news of my pregnancy on Facebook, as I have several family members who live overseas and also I want to. This is my first child and I'm beyond happy. The issue is my older sister, 29 year old female, who is infertile and has given up on children after 9 miscarriages. I and my sister have never had a good relationship. She was sick as a baby and nearly died. The trauma of it caused my parents to favor her and place her above me. I was always expected to make myself as small as possible to accommodate her. She always got a cake and more presents on my birthday so she wouldn't feel left out. I was told to hide my grades as she did very badly at school. I was also not allowed to display any trophies in my room because she might see them and get upset. My sister 100% leaned into this and made my life heck. She would make stuff up so my parents would take stuff from me and give it to her. I was even told not to go to my prestigious university, think Ivy League but in my country, because it would upset her. When I chose to go, my parents cut me off, which was fine as my paternal grandparents who raised me took care of everything. Since then, I've been low contact with my family and only see them around the holiday at my grandparents' place. They weren't invited to my wedding. When I got pregnant, I shared the announcement online and everybody congratulated me except my parents and my sister, who harassed me and reported my post so it would get taken down. I blocked them all. I saw them again on New Year's at the grandparents' place. When they saw me, my sister started screaming at my grandparents, saying how could they invite me after what I did to her. She was also screaming at my belly as it offended her. She kept crying and saying how could I do this to her. I told her I did nothing to her. She went on and on about her miscarriages and how hard they were on her, but I snapped and told her I don't care, she's not my sister. She's my bully who tormented me my whole life. I owe her nothing. My life has nothing to do with her. This got my parents mad and they screamed at me too. My uncles ended up throwing them out and it ruined the party. My family said I did nothing wrong, but my parents and my sister's friends have been mass reporting my Facebook account until I ended up deleting it. These people who are only related by blood are clear-cut bullies and jealous. This next story is... Am I the jerk for not getting a part-time job while my partner works full-time? My partner works full-time while I've deliberately remained unemployed for the past two years. Instead, I spend about 20 hours per week as a charity volunteer and doing pro bono work for friends and family. Context, my partner, early 40s and I, early 50s, have happily lived together for several years in summer 2020 i took forced early retirement due to severe COVID hospitalization which destroyed my physical and mental health after much rehabilitation i've recovered 50 percent of my physical health although the mental challenges remain near-death experience and all our financial situation is comfortable as we own a mortgage-free home in a very high cost of living city we live a middle-class lifestyle and our combined cash and investments are about $1.5 million, excluding the home. We have no debt, and our cash flow covers all expenses. We split everything evenly. Recently, my partner's been gently pressuring me to get a real job instead of doing so much free work for others, but I'm very happy to be out of the rat race and have stubbornly refused. Am I the jerk? I'm hesitant to really like say for sure, but if this is a situation where the partner is working hard to make sure that you stay afloat, and you can do at least a little bit of something to make it easier on them, and you're just saying no because it's nicer to not have to do anything, then OP probably is. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking back the paintball gun my wife bought our daughter? Our son, 17, and daughter, 14, are both very sporty. They're both really into archery and are in team sports at school. Our son's been saving money lately, doing a lot of extra chores and babysitting around the neighborhood. On Saturday, he showed us what he had bought with his money. A very expensive paintball gun. He said he was going to join a local league. Our daughter thought this was the coolest thing ever. She wanted to try it, but he said she could only fire it under his strict supervision because it had cost him so much money, and only after he was done breaking it in she was disappointed but she accepted it i told her that maybe she would get one for her birthday and she was excited by the idea yesterday my wife bought the exact same paintball gun with the intention of giving it to our daughter i told her that was a horrible idea because it sent a terrible message to our son if he works hard for something and we just buy our daughter the exact same thing we're sending him the message that his work has no value My wife said it's unfair for one child to have something the other doesn't, if it's something both would enjoy, and that we need to reward her for being so mature yesterday after the paintball gun was rubbed in her face. Literally didn't happen. We argued back and forth, but I just took the paintball gun back to the store before the kids got home. My wife is furious with me. She said I'm being a terrible father. I think giving our daughter that paintball gun would send a terrible message to both kids and I'm sticking by that. But my wife said I had no right to overrule her like that and was being a massive dong. I acknowledge that part was crappy but am I really a dong or a jerk? This is really about promoting the value of hard work to both of your kids. The son saved up and worked to get that gun just imagine how it feels for you to be held responsible to get your own things you work hard and you get it and because your siblings jealous your parents just hand them a brand new one what message does that send our next story is am i the jerk daughter dyed her hair badly and refuses to go to school daughter 14 has always been naturally blonde however the last few months brown hair has been coming through her roots She's asked us if she could diet earlier this month. We said yes, but only if it's done professionally. An appointment is booked for the 8th of February. A very popular salon with a good reputation. Meaning long wait times, but if it's being done, it's being done right. Reason for this is both her, her sister, and my wife have very sensitive scalps. Last time her older daughter used an at-home kit, it went badly wrong. Doctors kind of wrong. Youngest daughter was happy with this and agreed to wait, but this weekend went out with her friend and bought an at-home kit, dyeing her hair at her friend's house without any adult assistance. Well, now it's orange. We offered to buy a brown or black kit to cover it until her appointment, but she screamed she's a blonde, not brunette, and hasn't really left her room since. She is refusing to go to school until we fix it. I said I don't have a magic hair fixing spell, and the choice is go dark for 3 weeks or put up with the orange color. We phoned the salon but they can't move up the appointment, but we will contact in case of a cancellation. So Reddit, am I the jerk for sending my daughter to school with self-inflicted orange hair? This is a classic learn the consequences of your own actions moment. They're 14, they're gonna think this is the end of the world but they'll get over it and they'll forget about it down the road. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making a scene and kicking my cousin out of a baby shower? My wife, 28-year-old female, is pregnant with our first child. She's about 5 months along, and I, 29-year-old male, am very excited to be a father. This past weekend, we had a baby shower at our house. We invited both sides of our family rather than trying to do two separate showers. I have a cousin, Sue, 22-year-old female who I wasn't going to invite because she's very open about being child-free, to the point, in my opinion, of being anti-natalist. She said some very out-there things in the past about these topics, and I figured she wouldn't want to come even if we invited her. But after getting pressure from both my mom and Sue's mom about not leaving her out, I reluctantly sent Sue an invite, and to my surprise, she accepted. For the most part, things Went well at the shower, but when my wife started opening presents, Sue kept making comments. First, it was about how much waste diapers create and how wasteful baby clothes are because they outgrow them so fast. Then, it was about how so many baby and kids' toys are made overseas where workers are taken advantage of. Then, when my mom told us that they'd already set up a college fund for our child, Sue made a comment about how parents shouldn't force their kids out of the house at 18, and how if people had to support their kids all through life, maybe less people would have kids. It was at this point that I pulled Sue aside and talked to her in another room. I told her that if she hates the idea of kids so much, then she might as well just leave. She said she was just stating facts and that the truth can never be controversial. I told her that in that case, I have a hard truth for her, I told her that the only reason I invited her is because her mom practically begged me to and I don't want her in our house, and that she's no longer welcome, so she should leave. I must have raised my voice louder than I thought because my mom and Sue's mom came into the room and asked what was going on. Sue said that I'm kicking her out because she's child-free. I told her I'm kicking her out because she's being a jerk on a day that's supposed to be about celebrating my wife's pregnancy and all Sue is doing is making it about her B.S. beliefs. My mom and Sue's mom tried to calm things down but I insisted that Sue leave right then and there or I would be forced to call the police because she's currently trespassing. Sue grabbed her things and stormed out and my mom and Sue's mom got mad at me. They told me that Sue was just stating her opinion, and that some of the things she said are true. I told them that there's a time and a place for that kind of conversation, and a baby shower sure as heck isn't it. I told them this is exactly why I didn't want to invite Sue in the first place. And as far as I'm concerned, they are just as much to blame as Sue is. Literally no one is happy, and the whole baby shower became about something else instead of focusing on my wife and our coming baby. Those other family members are clearly so biased it hurts, they can't see and understand how Sue is just destroying the whole baby shower. This next story is, am I the jerk for giving my son's boyfriend a better birthday gift than my daughter's fiancé? My daughter invited me to her fiancé's birthday dinner. I don't know him very well or his interests, they've been dating less than a year. I wrote him a check for $100 and a card saying I'm excited that he's joining the family and looking forward to getting to know him better. The next day, my daughter and I were chatting, and she asked if I didn't like her fiancé. I said I did. She said it hurt her feelings that I just gave him a check when I gave her brother's boyfriend an expensive subscription to a cheese of the month club for his birthday a few months ago and they aren't even engaged. She said it felt like I was expressing disapproval i told her that marriage and engagement aren't the only important relationship statuses her brother and his boyfriend have been together for almost five years and live together i know him really well and know he loves food and would like the cheese of the month club i didn't know what her fiance would like nothing really stuck out to be as good an idea like the cheese club she said it felt like and looked like a lack of effort i apologized but i'm still not sure i was really wrong A hundred dollars is hardly a terrible birthday gift. I'm sure by next year I'll know him better and get him something more personal. Also not to be like that, but she could have helped me out and pointed me in the right direction. I'm not gonna lie, I find it incredibly hard to buy gifts for almost anybody. She can complain all she wants about not getting something personal, but yeah, she's not gonna help you out. I mean, what more can you really be expected to do? Our next story is, am I the jerk for insisting on meeting in public for custody exchanges? I, 31-year-old male, am divorced from my ex, 33-year-old female, for several years now, 50-50 custody. It's defaulted to me having them 80% of the time since the divorce. Of my two children, 13-year-old male and 9-year-old female, the past few years have been littered with false CPS reports and them coming to my house talking to my children, just for a few weeks to go by and everything's closed and we move on just for it to happen again. We moved a few months ago and I disclosed my address to the court and all parties involved except my ex. Since we moved, the CPS visits have stopped completely. I keep in touch with a caseworker who's helped me with finding my son help with his mental health everything's been kosher for months we've been using the school schedule for custody exchanges as it makes things easier i recently found out from my niece ex bio family that my ex weaponized cps to make my life heck now with a holiday martin luther king landing on an exchange day my ex is demanding to drop them off at my house I've told her we can meet at the police department and do a secure exchange, there's marked parking spots with surveillance cameras and everything, and she is refusing, saying that I'm hiding things and she just NEEDS to know. Am I the jerk for insisting on all meetings and interaction being through monitored channels? When somebody tries to weaponize lies and frame you as a bad person that does awful things, I don't blame you for wanting to make sure that everything is totally on the table and clear cut. This next story is, am I the jerk for not paying my daughter to babysit her younger siblings? So, my 20-year-old daughter is currently a college student. She lives in my house free of rent. I only ask her to do a few things around the house from time to time, like cooking and cleaning. Typical things you're expected to do on a daily basis anyways. Occasionally, she has to watch over her younger brothers since I may be busy with work, or when I need a break to hang out with my girlfriend. My daughter recently spoke up to me about how she feels I'm putting too much of a workload on her back, which I don't see how. She told me she's okay with cooking and cleaning around the house, but having to watch over her siblings was annoying and stressful and that it's taking away from her studies. That pissed me off because I myself went to school while having to pay bills and take care of her as a baby alongside my ex-wife. I told her she was acting very privileged and that if I could do it, So could she. She didn't like that very much and stormed off into her room. Well, she went behind my back and told my sister about how bad I was treating her. My sister's very kind and gullible at times, so she called me and said the least I could do was give her an allowance for the chores I make her do. I explained why I felt that wasn't necessary, and she told me not to compare my situation to my daughter's since, apparently, I put myself in the position I was in back then, which I guess is a fair argument. But since she's living in my house rent free and I'm paying for her college, I feel that in and of itself should count as an allowance. So I just wanted to ask whether I'm wrong for not wanting to pay her extra money to do basic chores. Not the jerk for not paying the allowance, but you definitely are the jerk for trying to go on that emotional manipulation route of saying, when I was younger, you were a baby and I had to do all that stuff and take care of things. Doesn't even apply the same way to their own daughter. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister-in-law that we will not be having any contact with her anymore? This may scream entitlement to some, and I totally get that. A part of me feels the same way. I'm 29 year old female and I've been married to my husband Jack for 10 years. Six months ago, Jack got into a really bad car accident. He was in a coma for almost five weeks and currently has physical therapy four times a week as well as a visiting nurse who comes twice a week. I've been working 60 plus hours a week while seven months pregnant. I found out I was pregnant a week after his accident and I keep coming up shorter and shorter every single month for rent because not only did they up the rent by $400, but Jack's medical bills are getting more expensive as well. I can't afford anything anymore, to a point where I qualified for EBT just last week, but last month I was served an eviction notice. I knew it was coming, I'd been paying what I could, $500 here, $700 there, but the landlord ultimately decided that it hardly covered a portion of the rent and had me served. I was able to get a 30-day extension by the courthouse because of my husband's condition, so I have now 27 days to find somewhere else for us to live. Jack's sister, my sister-in-law, 46-year-old female, offered us a room. She has three extra rooms. One is her daughter's playroom and the other one is her office. The third bedroom is downstairs, right in front of the front door and next to the bathroom, so it was honestly perfect and I was so stupidly excited that I wouldn't have to bring my disabled husband to a homeless shelter. We have no other option. I thanked her profusely, this was a week ago, and started packing our stuff on my downtime. Well, she texted me this morning and said she changed her mind. Said that her and my husband's 13-year-old niece wanted her own room for when she came to visit twice a month, and she gave her the room instead. As an alternative, she started sending me Facebook ads for housing that was just as expensive as what we were paying now, knowing I can't only not afford it, but also don't have money at all for a down payment. I have $50 to my name. The savings is depleted. I just didn't answer her because it destroyed me well she texted again just a minute ago and said you can't be pissed at me it's my house in the midst of feeling incredibly hurt panicked and everything else i was feeling i texted back and said i truly cannot see myself having any contact whatsoever with you for a while at which point she said i was childish so i doubled down and said scratch that i won't be having contact with you anymore I'm being told I'm in the wrong by mother-in-law, who lives in a nursing home. Am I the jerk? I'm almost wondering if there's more than what's actually being told here. I feel like OP's sister-in-law offered the room and then talked to their husband about it afterwards and the husband didn't want anything to do with it and they're just trying to save face. But regardless of whatever the issue is, you don't promise something like that to somebody who has nowhere else to go if you're not 100% committed to bringing them into your house. This next story is, am I the jerk for skipping my stepdaughter's wedding? I, 50-year-old female, have two stepchildren, Sarah, 23-year-old female, and Mike, 28-year-old male. I've been in their lives since Sarah was two. Sarah's mom, Kate, was a drug addict. When Sarah was three, she lost all her parental rights because of her addiction. Kate left after that and didn't have any contact until Sarah was 17. That's when Kate reached out to us, saying that she was clean and wanted a relationship with the kids. My husband Rob was against this, but I wanted to give her a chance. We met with her and it turns out she'd been clean for a while, going to therapy and had a decent job. Mike was against meeting her and to this day insists I'm his only mom and Kate is dead to him. Sarah was more open to Kate and resented Mike for rejecting her. I explained that Mike was older and witnessed Kate at her worst, so he has a different relationship with her, while Sarah only remembers her after getting clean. This issue still caused a lot of resentment between them and me. Kate blamed me for Mike being hostile and resented me. It didn't help that Sarah started rejecting me for Kate. She stopped spending time with me no matter what I did and stopped calling me mom. I told her how hurt I was. How she didn't have to choose, she could have us both. I never had an issue with Sarah and Kate. I only had an issue with being rejected. Sarah told me that while she appreciated me at the end of the day, Kate was her and Mike's real mom. This crushed me. The final straw was when she didn't invite me to her high school graduation. I told her if she didn't want to be my daughter, then fine. From then on, she would be my husband's kid. Mike is no contact with her as well. Three months ago she came over with her fiancé, who we didn't even know existed, to invite us to their wedding. She said she wanted me at the bridal party but I refused. I told her we hadn't even had a relationship in years because of her wishes and it felt uncomfortable for me to take on that role when I barely knew her now. She said she was sorry, I told her I wasn't interested. She got angry and said I had to be there because, and I quote, What are people gonna think when both my brother and my dad's wife aren't there gramps paternal grandfather is gonna get pissed off too i told her she clearly didn't want me there and only cared about appearances and being on her gramps good side he's rich i'm not coming nor am i having a relationship with her she started crying and begging for forgiveness but it felt like crocodile tears to me after she left she kept texting me trying to get me to change my mind On the day of the wedding, she texted that she was going to leave an empty seat for me and that I was welcome anytime if I changed my mind. I still didn't go. Rob is mad at me saying I ruined his daughter's wedding and made her cry, that all she wanted was me there and that this was a chance to fix our family. Mike, who's also no contact with her, is on my side. So what do you guys think? Considering how everything went down, was OP in the right here to skip the wedding? Were they a jerk for it? I'd like to know what you guys think, but with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk Here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods.